This is episode number 650, Leadership Lessons from the Masters. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. John Maxwell said, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. I am super pumped. This is episode 650, guys. 650 episodes. We continue to grow. We continue to expand our minds to learn, to discover how we can tap into that uniqueness inside of us. And today, I'm bringing you another powerful episode with some of the biggest leaders that we've had on, people like Allison Levine, Simon Sinek, Nancy Duarte, and Cesar Milan. And this is powerful stuff, guys. They shared some deep lessons on leadership, on leading yourself, on leading teams, on leading the world and humanity. And I wanted to bring them all together so that you could have access all in one place about some powerful leadership lessons. And if you haven't caught the first episodes we did on spirituality, relationships, wellness, and business, these episodes are taking off as we've been taking some of the best insights from the last 650 episodes and putting them into specific topics from these different leaders to give you powerful insights. So you can go check out those as well at lewishouse.com slash 650. We'll have all the other episodes linked up in this series because so many of you have been requesting for them and getting extreme value. Before we dive into this powerful episode on leadership, I want to give a shout out to the fan of the week. And this one is from Senya who says, when I started listening to the School of Greatness earlier this year, I was going through the hardest time in my life. There was family issues, career decisions to be made, fitness goals to be met, and the winter blues. Lewis is really providing a school of greatness. Every time I listen, I have a happier day. I begin to see things differently, and I am learning so much from the fantastic guests brought on the show every single day. So thank you, Lewis, for giving us your wisdom and love. You are welcome, my friend, and you are the fan of the week. If you guys haven't left a review yet, we've got over 3,000-plus five-star reviews of this podcast. We continue to grow and reach more people, and that's my mission for this show, is to bring the most insightful and powerful ideas and people on to help you grow to help you learn the tools to become happier, healthier, wealthier, more successful, wiser individuals, and to make a bigger impact in the world. That's what this is about. So leave us a review over on iTunes or on your podcast app right now on your iPhone, as I'd love to hear your thoughts on how this has impacted you. Leadership is the key. Leadership is everything. If you don't know how to lead your life, you will never achieve your goals and dreams. If you don't know how to lead others and empower other leaders, you will never make a bigger impact on the world. That's what we've got in this episode, all about leadership with the masters. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. 
It's packed with benefits like four times membership rewards points that adapt to your top two eligible spending categories every month on up to $150,000 in purchases per year and up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Your spring is about to get a lot more powerful with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt 1-plus system. Starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the RYOBI 18-volt 1 plus system only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a business day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious flavors flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. I think that You've got to give yourselves and your team room to fail. As long as you come back from it better mm. the next time around, failure is a pretty incredible learning experience. So encourage people to fail. Don't just reward success. Reward people who are getting out there, taking risks, and really pushing their limits, whether they succeed or not. I mean, that's great in theory, that's but great. what about, uh, you know, if you're running a business and you have an employee that just is failing over and over again, it's costing you thousands of dollars. Do you continue to reward them for their creativity or at some point do you get to the point where you have to cut them off or, you know, really kind of lay the hammer down so they're getting results for your company? I think that's a great question. And it depends on the position that person is in sure. and how much risk tolerance you have at the time. So for example, if it's somebody in R&D that's trying to invent something, I mean, they may fail time after time after time until they get it right. But the progress and the product or the service or whatever it ends up to be through that success may end up bringing in a heck of a lot of revenue down the road. But if you just have someone that's failing because they're a crappy performer <laughs> right. and because they have a lousy attitude, then you should absolutely cut that person loose because a bad attitude, I mean, and 
you know, that type of thing can be toxic in a work environment. And that's, that's different than someone who's taking risks and pushing themselves and who wants, who's willing to get stumble and beat, get beat up along the way for, in order to help advance the company and its mission and its goals. But if you have someone that's failing just because they're, they're not trying and they have a crappy attitude, I say, get rid of them. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, now you've got another, another piece of advice, which is also contradictory. You say when you're making progress on something, turn around and change direction. So what's that advice all about? So that's an interesting one. And it's one of the most psychologically challenging aspects of climbing a big mountain. So we'll just use Everest, for example, but it's, this would be a process that you would use on almost any Himalayan peak. So when you go to climb Mount Everest, you don't just climb from base camp to camp one, to camp two, to camp three, and on up the mountain. You're going to spend about 10 days hiking just to get yourself to base camp. Once you get to base camp, you have to spend a few days and nights there to get used to the altitude because it's over 17,000 feet. Wait, 10 days and just to get to the base camp, to the bottom of the mountain? Just to get to the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, 10 days, you're exhausted. You're over, you know, you're at an elevation of over 17,000 feet. Wow. So you're really feeling the altitude and you're just at base camp. Are you telling me you can't take a, a horse up there or a car? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but, well, but I'll tell you an interesting little factoid is on the north side of Mount Everest, when you climb from the Tibet side, uh -huh. you can actually drive all the way to base camp. But on the mm. south side, you have to hike in. And that's the route I took is the route from the south side, from the Nepal side. So you're at base camp for a few days and then you pack up your stuff and you climb up to camp one. And you get to camp one and you spend the night up at camp one. And then after you spend the night at camp one, you pack up your stuff and you come back down to base camp again. Oh my gosh. And then you spend a few nights at base camp again. Then the next day you climb to camp one again, spend the night. And then you climb up to camp two and you spend the night at camp two. And after you spend the night at camp two, which is even higher up on the mountain, after a night there, you pack up and you come all the way back down to base camp again. And then you spend more time at base camp again. Then you climb to camp one again, spend the night. Climb up to camp two again, spend the night. The next day, you'll spend about nine or 10 hours fighting your way up to camp three, which is at about 24,000 feet. So you spend the night at 24,000 feet. And the next day, you come all the way back down to base camp. So as you're moving up the mountain, you have to keep switching direction and coming back to base camp because... You have to let your body get used to the altitude very slowly. It's this process called acclimatization. Mm. And if someone were to magically drop you off on the summit of Mount Everest, if you could be dropped up there by plane or a helicopter, something like that, you'd be dead in a matter of minutes from the altitude. Wow. So you have to move up the mountain very slowly just so your head doesn't, you know, pop off when you get to the very top. But the catch is that anytime you're above 18,000 feet, which is going to be any, any camp above that base camp, anytime you're above 18,000 feet, your body is starting to deteriorate and your muscles are getting weaker. So it's this Jeez. crazy catch 22. Yeah. It, like it, it's so frustrating because you want to spend time up high to get used to the altitude, but you have to keep coming back down low so you can eat, sleep, hydrate, and regain some strength. So Yes, it's very physically challenging to be climbing up 
and back down and up higher and back down again. But psychologically, oh, incredibly frustrating as well because, I mean, you know you want to be going up the mountain because you have to get to the summit. But you're spending so much time climbing in the backward direction. Down, exactly. And so it's really easy to just think, oh, my gosh, I'm losing ground. I'm not making progress. This is not the direction I want to be going. This is moving away from my goal how can I get to my goal when I'm moving in the wrong direction? And for whatever reason, we always tend to think that progress has to happen in one particular direction, but that's not the case. Sometimes you are going to have to go backwards for a bit in order to make progress. And my point in, in the book is that you should not let this backwards direction discourage you or make you feel like it's a setback. You look at going in the wrong, you know, going in a different direction from what you anticipated. When you go in that different direction, just look at it as an opportunity to regroup, regain some strength so that when you do turn around and change direction again, you're even stronger the next time around. Use that time as an opportunity to strengthen your skills so you can be stronger and don't look at it as a setback and don't look at it as losing ground. Just look at it as part of the process of getting to where you want to be. You know what feels good? Winning. And not just in sports. Like when your coffee's still warm once you reach your job site. Or when you finish a project days before the deadline and coming in under budget. That's claiming victory. You can even claim victory on your taxes by losing your current tax preparer and switching to H&R Block. And once you do, you'll start to feel like a tax champion. Because at Block, you'll have many ways to get your taxes done. You can walk in, make an appointment, or drop off your documents at a time that's convenient for you. You'll get 100 percent accuracy on your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their upfront transparent pricing, you'll know the price of your tax prep before you even get started. So make room on that trophy shelf and prepare to tax like a champion this tax season at H&R Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. Disclaimer, all tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. If you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give Give you an extra stream of income and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Like when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying even more than you would have elsewhere? At Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. 
That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada yada yada. At Metro by T-Mobile. Nada yada yada. Ultimately, the entire organization is weaker because of it, right? So when we trust each other, we're more likely to work together to protect ourselves from outside dangers or seize opportunities. And does this vulnerability create trust? Correct. Because when we willingly demonstrate vulnerability, what we're demonstrating is trust. So mm. let's just stick with the falling asleep analogy. That I would fall asleep demonstrates to you, my tribe member, my, my colleague, that I'm putting myself in a position of great peril, vulnerability, I cannot defend myself. I will be asleep right. because I know that you look after me, wow. right? And the same goes for leadership. I was walking down Pennsylvania Avenue with a guy from Palestine, true story. And uh, we stopped in front of the White House. I'm standing there looking at you know the White House. And he says to me, the president of the United States lives there. And I'm like, it's the White House. You know? <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. The president of the United States lives right there. What he was saying is in democracies, we trust our leaders and more importantly, our leaders trust us. Yes, we all know there's tons of security around uh, the White House, but it's not visible. There's no razor wire. There's right. no guys walking around with submachine guns. There's no signs that say, if you come here after 6 p.m., shoot to kill order. You know, like it doesn't, you could actually climb the fence. I mean, it's not a very daunting right. fence. In other words, the leader of our country lets us come right up to his house mm. where he actually lives like it's not a fake he, he actually there. lives there right and we let him we he, they let us come up to the house right if you go to a dictatorship you know the people aren't allowed within miles of the leader's house the quote-unquote leader mm. you know the dictator's house there is razor wire there are tanks there are guys with machine guns and so there is no expression of vulnerability mm. right so yes it is absolutely essential for leaders to demonstrate vulnerability because that vulnerability must be mutual. Not only if you fall asleep, will I promise to protect you, but if I fall asleep, I trust that you will protect me. And so this goes not only physically, but also emotionally. The leader who acts like they have all the answers, by the way, they don't, mm -hmm. leaves no opportunity for others to help. Oh. And so people don't. And it's not because people are difficult or don't want to help. It's because they've been given no opportunity to, because apparently... The guy knows it all, right. right? And this was one of the biggest lessons I learned in my own, my own life, which is um, when I struggled most in my life was when I thought I had to have all the answers because I was in charge, quote mm -hmm. unquote. And if I didn't, I had to pretend that I did. I had to demonstrate confidence even if I didn't have any, right? The reality is the total opposite. It's when you admit that you don't know something that other people will come to your aid, not because you're vulnerable and but not because they want to intimidate you. It's because you said you didn't know it and they do. And they're like, I, I know that. I can totally right. do that for you. But like you can, you know, <laughs> if you pretend that you know it, it's not that people don't want to help. It's that they just didn't think you needed it. Mm. And so the opportunity to express vulnerability is paramount to the building of trust. It doesn't happen overnight, like any relationship. I mean, think about boy meets girl, girl meets boy, you know, first, you know, you got for a drink. And everybody sort of shows off and, you know, puts their best face sure. on. And, and then it's, it's as you get to know the person, so the walls come down a little bit, you know, the fears come out, you know, the insecurities come out and the things you don't like start to come out. And, and in time, 
you start to build a relationship. The relationship between leader and follower and follower and leader is exactly the same thing. Mm. It is a relationship and it is it takes time to nurture and look after. So how does someone in the... And it's born out of love. Mm, love, like love. I mean, and I'm not being... I'm not being cheesy. No, I, um, I mean, there's um, an amazing piece of footage. So there's a soldier who was just recently awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. which as we know is the highest medal in our land. He was embedded with a company of Marines and something very bad happened. You know, the Marines were overrun and he was carrying out the wounded to get them out of, out, out of the danger. And one of the medevac helicopters that came in to take away the wounded sheer coincidence one of the medics had a gopro camera on his helmet so there's this footage of this soldier carrying a marine on his shoulder lays him on the floor of the helicopter bends down and kisses him on the forehead and then walks away and goes back to rescue more it's all caught on you can watch it on youtube wow right now if that's not love i don't know what is Mm. Right, he bends down and kisses him on the forehead, as if to say, "I got gotcha. you. We wow. got gotcha. you." You know, it's, it's like what a parent does to their child. They mm. kiss them to say, "It's all right. It's all right." You know, when somebody's in the hospital, when someone's in pain, we touch them. We put our hand on their hand. We put our hand on their on their leg, and we we you know we we rub them and we say, "Don't worry, you'll be okay." Like that sense of touch. That is the greatest expression of love ever there mm-hmm. if there ever was. Yeah. And this is this this opportunity, this demonstration of vulnerability. This is a soldier in combat. Most people don't realize this, but in the military, crying is just fine. It's just fine. And the Marines will call it off and they call it the intangibles. Mm. But, you know, every now and then you will get a Marine who will admit that the feeling they have is love. It's brotherly love. It's sisterly love. It's love yeah. for each other and it's love for core. It's love for my brothers and sisters and my family. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's love. It is, it is the feeling. And I think that you have to build love. You have to earn love. You have to work towards love for the most successful, profitable. And by profitable, I don't necessarily mean money, but most sort of greatest opportunity for success. Hey, guys, I want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about one of the best sources I've ever found for running your online business. And that's why I want to thank our sponsor, Weebly.com slash greatness. Now, I'm always talking about having a great-looking website. Now, that's one thing. But a great-looking website that turns into a successful online business, well, that's beautiful. And that's what Weebly.com slash greatness does. They help you build beautiful, modern, easy-to-build online store templates. They have powerful e-commerce tools to help turn shoppers into buyers. They have integrated marketing tool to connect you to your customers and keep them engaged. They have tons of apps and features to keep your business running smoothly. Plus, the Weebly app lets you edit your site and manage your business from your phone so you can do what you need to from wherever you are. And right now, you can go to weebly.com slash greatness to learn more and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash greatness. Go there now to get 15% off your first purchase. Weebly more than just a beautiful website. Now, let's get back to this leadership conversation. Storytelling is an amazing leadership tool. So if yes. you look at the structure of a story, it's always about this protagonist 
who goes through something really difficult and is changed in the process. And as leaders, that's what we do every day, right? <laughs> we can see a more ideal future yeah. and we are to drive, we call them travelers. We're to drive our travelers there and it's hard. And we're asking them to go through hardships on behalf mm-hmm. of the company or the organization. And so using speeches, stories, ceremonies, and symbols is a way to create longing inside your travelers to help them want to go there with mm. you. And that's the biggest barrier is most of the time your travelers will resist um, they'll look at the sacrifice and say, this isn't worth the reward that they're offering and they'll opt out of your journey. Mm. And you don't want that, right? You want the right people with you along the way because leaders right. don't get them by themselves. They don't get there by themselves. No. You get there because of the people that come with you. Yeah. And um, that's why it's really important to use these uh, tools and have them in your toolkit. Who do you think is the most inspiring leader who is able to use all the tools necessary to bring his his or her travelers on the yeah, journey. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so funny because I there's kind of the classic, you've got uh, Dr. King on the cause side, uh-huh. and I think Steve Jobs on the corporate side. I think they both used all of the speech, story, ceremonies, and symbols every day along the way. Really? Yeah. And when, when they communicated, yeah. It's funny because when we first were writing the book, we called the people the troops, you know, instead of the travelers. And it's because, well, they're enlisted. Right, right. <laughs> they're in, and it sounded very leader, follower. Uh-huh. Like it sounded too much like you just, a troop has to do what right. they were enlisted to do. Enrollment is very different because the, mm. the people are self-selecting in, yeah. which is very different than being told that they have to. Right. So I think if, if you have a journey, if you look at like Frodo, you know, his friend Sam, those guys chose to go yeah. along. They, they enrolled. Mm. They weren't enlisted, yeah. you know, and I, and I think that if you're a good leader, people will want to go where yeah. you feel they need to go. They'll know because you convey it in a way that's so beautiful. It'll create longing in them to see your future realized. Did you always see yourself as a natural leader or is that a, a skill that you've developed? I think my mom will say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think my mom would say I, I was always breaking the rules, the boundaries, the limitations, mm-hmm. you know, and she always say, you know, you have to master the rules before you break the rules. And so you have to be a great follower before you become a leader. So you hear those things when you're little and you say, okay, but you don't understand mm-hmm. why you're breaking it, you know, you're, and, and so then you realize uh, that, that you're breaking it because you, you were born to lead. And it's nothing you can do about it. It's just you're born to lead. That's the beauty of America. America immediately honed into that, and that kid has that skill. But we don't have that in a third world country. We don't have places mm-hmm. where they can redirect that energy. So often what happens is they suppress that ability. You know, so Really? That, the talents, the gifts that you have? That's right. Really? Yeah. So because you have like... to follow. You have to follow. You have to follow, follow, follow. And so then it's, no, you, you know, they're constantly telling you what you're doing wrong versus what you're doing right. We are the only species that follow unstable pack leaders. Animals, it's impossible for them to follow instability. Impossible. They don't follow instability because instability leads them nowhere. So they'll do their own thing or they'll... Or they take over their relationship. Right, right. So in in my case, you know, uh, in my case, you can clearly see how the dog is in control of their lives. So outside, we were talking to a gentleman that you introduced me, and mm-hmm. he said, my dog loved, loved for me to drag him. <laughs> That's his perception. Right, right. Why would a dog would like to be dragged? 
Right. You know, and then he come out with a, oh, he's doing sit-ups. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Strengthening his core. <laughs> it was all very intellectual. You know what I mean? It made no sense in the animal world. Yes. But in his mind, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What if someone feels like, you know, I feel like I'm certain, I'm confident, I'm leading, and I'm, I'm poised and graceful, but it's still like, feels like I'm dragging in some My sense. My friend, animals don't lie. So yeah. you can think that you are. doesn't mean you are. Yes. If you come from ego, selfishness, and envy, you're not going to be very clear about how you feel. So a lot of times people come from ego saying, I am confident. But it's ego talking for you versus just being clear about it. Yeah, so that's why a dog is a perfect teacher of how you truly feel. They don't know how to lie. Only humans lie. They have no idea how to lie. They're the most honest men, uh, friend you will ever have. Wow. So yeah. how, do we, how do we train confidence in human beings? Or well, first, before you train, the ego. before you train, awareness needs to rise. Without awareness, there is no possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. And then through that awareness, then the human takes responsibility. Then once the human takes responsibility, then you enter into surrender. That's when you can teach. Hmm. You can't teach a mind. The thing knows everything. That's you can, a fact. You can. So, so fight, flight, avoid, and surrender. You can only teach the mind to surrender. The mind that fights, flight, and avoid. You can. Wow. Yeah, you, you can. So once they surrender, they're aware. Once you surrender, uh-huh. what happens is you open up. That means you're willing to follow. There you have it, my friends. Powerful lessons from the leadership masters. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it with your friends. LewisHiles.com slash 650. We've got incredible people on this episode. If you want to learn more about them, go back to that link. You can learn about Allison and Simon and all the other individuals and check out their full episodes. We link them back on this podcast as well. Again, if you haven't left a review yet, we've got over 3,000 plus five-star reviews. Go leave a review. Let me know what you think to be shouted out as the stand of the week. I hope you enjoyed this one. As John Maxwell said it, best. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. We are here to continue to develop ourselves as leaders of our own worlds, as leaders of our relationships, of our families, of our workspace, of our businesses, and leaders of humanity. I'm so proud of you for all the work that you do every single day to become a better human being and to support those around you. I'm inspired by you for putting in the work doing the hard things because it's not easy to do the work when a lot of people just want to be lazy and have things done for them. You are taking great strides in your life. And always remember, every time you listen to one of these episodes and apply these and execute the lessons, you're going to see great results. I love you. Thank you very much. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Great.